Welcome to the Live Treasure Podcast, brought to you by Treasured Ministries, where every week we coach you with steps of faith you can take today to change your tomorrow. And now, on to today's show. Hey there, everybody. Before we jump into today's episode, I have an announcement to make. We are getting ready to hit the month of May which is so hard to believe. And during the month of May, it is Mental Health Month. And so because we believe at Treasured Ministries, that's an important thing for you to take care of and that God has lots of biblical principles to help us to tend to our soul His way. We're going to be devoting each of our podcasts inside of May to that topic. And we've got a great guest list. I've been interviewing some experts in the field, um, and we're really going to be gleaning knowledge from these godly uh, women. So I want to invite you to stay tuned to the month of May, invite your friends to join our podcast. And also, I have a favor to ask of you. If you've enjoyed the Live Treasured podcast, it would be a huge help to us if you would take about two minutes and go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. This helps other women to find our podcast so that we can expand our reach and reach more women. Now, on to today's show. Today, I'm going to be bringing you a teaching uh, from our Conquering Codependency God's Way uh, playlist from our YouTube channel where we talk about the integral impact uh, that we can have when we develop that childlike faith. For many of us that are codependents, um, when we grew up, we had to grow up quickly. And so we became very self-reliant. We learned how to take care of ourselves really quickly. And because of that, having childlike faith with the Lord is really a new skill set that we have to learn. And so we're going to be looking in the Word of God. I'm going to be teaching you principles straight uh, from the Word today, from the Gospel of Mark, as we dive into this paramount topic. You know, God doesn't want you to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders, and He's just waiting for you to come to Him like a child and to experience new life. Hello, you beautiful YouTube family. I want to welcome you to the Treasured Ministries YouTube channel. I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries, and this is where we teach you those timeless biblical truths that can heal soul hurts. And I also want to welcome you to our playlist on YouTube called Conquering Codependency, God's Way, if you're interested in listening to all the videos inside of the playlist series, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out that playlist. And inside this uh, playlist, I talk to you about codependency. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a uh, biblical scholar, but I am a woman who has experienced God's transformational power inside of my life. He broke me free from codependency through the power of 
his word. And now I'm passionate about teaching others those timeless truths that I learned inside of my journey. So one of the things that I had to learn to develop inside of my life to conquer codependency was childlike faith. Jesus said uh, that we can't enter into his reign unless we have that childlike faith. And childlike faith is really uh, the picture of dependency upon God. And that is really where you want to travel to, dependency upon God. That is the absolute opposite of codependency. And so that's what we want to nurture. That's where the healing comes into play. And so what it means to enter into God's reign It means that uh, it goes beyond salvation. It's when he is first in our life. In other words, it's when we're completely dependent upon God. And when that happens, that's when the freedom comes from codependency. So now that we know that childlike faith is an important ingredient to that into entering into God's reign, putting him first, not other people, but putting God's first and how that brings freedom. Um, There's a problem normally with codependence and childlike faith. If you're watching this and you know you're a codependent, you know that you're one self-reliant person, right? That childlike faith, in other words, really resting in God's care is something, it's a new skill, really, that, that you have to learn. And the reason is, is because probably if you have codependency and you are watching this video, there was something traumatic that happened inside of your childhood that stole the innocence from your childhood that stole that season in your life where you didn't have to worry about provision, where you were just trusting in your parents, that stole that season that should have been one where you were nurtured and loved. And in the stealing, whatever it was, it could have been negative circumstances, a catastrophe, a health catastrophe that happened to your parents. Perhaps it was that your parents were emotionally bankrupt. Their parents didn't love them. And so they didn't have the capacity to love you. It could have been a divorce. It could have been adultery that entered in. Whatever it was, it was so traumatic that there was a little girl inside of you that decided real quick that in order to survive, you had to become self-reliant. You had to grow up real quick. Some of you watching, you had to become the parent. You had to start taking care of your parents. It could have perhaps been that you had an alcoholic father. And so you walked on eggshells. You were consistently trying to manage emotions Whatever it was that happened inside of your childhood, where your childhood was not an emotionally safe place, maybe perhaps it was it wasn't a 
physically safe place. And can I just say that in this moment, mm, I wish I could come right through this camera and just love on and hug each and every one of you that that happened to you. Uh, but see, what happens is that because your childhood was stolen from you, and because of that, you've had to have become very self-reliant to become a child again is almost a foreign concept. It's hard to know how to do that, but it can be done and it must be done. It is an essential ingredient to conquering codependency God's way. And so in this video, that's what we're going to be talking about today. <music> The kingdom of God is not a place, but it's God's rule inside of our hearts. In other words, it's how God reigns. It's coming under the reign of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the kingdom of God is something that can begin to be a dynamic reality inside of our life as we peer into the parables and the pictures that Jesus paints about the kingdom so that you and I can radiate by coming under God's Rain. Now, I want to make something so clear that our righteousness, you know, when we come to the Lord, that our righteousness, our right standing with God is completely by faith in Christ. That is where our salvation comes from. But God's reign, God's reign is my choice to lead to His reign to his leadership inside of my life. And many times when we talk about the gospel, we immediately think of salvation. And yes, that's a beautiful part of it, that once you come to faith in Christ, your sins are white like snow. That once you come to faith in Christ, right? Your righteousness has been established because of faith, but God's reign, God's reign is something different. That is our choice to surrender. You see, the gospel is not just about coming to Jesus as our Savior. There's an invitation out on the table for us to make Him our King to follow his leadership inside of our life. And this will be a choice. It will be a choice, a choice that you must make every single day, moment by moment, to yield to the Holy Spirit. And here is the thing, God will never force you to follow him. Oh, there are days when I wish that God would make me a robot so I will just not mess up and do the things that I do, right? Because living under God's reign, that is truly the best life possible. And not the best life possible because we will never walk through valleys. We're going to get to that in just a moment here. But there is a peace that passes all understanding and a joy that nothing in this world could ever bring to you when it is that you're walking under 
God's reign. The Bible says this, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. And so we see that in Luke 18, 16, and 17, the Bible says that in order to receive God's reign, we must become like a child. Well, what does it mean to become like a child? It means to humbly and gladly trust His leadership inside of our life. It means to live without worry and fear and trust in His goodness no matter what our circumstances are. It means to trust in His provision for us as our Abba, Father, and to live in dancing, dependency, and delight on our King. And in doing so, experience the best life possible. But you know, there's a lot of problems that I see with this picture that Jesus has used. For some of you listening today, (laughs) your childhood was stolen from you. And very quickly at an early age, you had to grow up and take care of yourself. And your childhood was stolen. And those days of just following and trusting a loving parent that was nurturing you, providing for you and protect, it just didn't exist. And if you've never experienced being like a child as God intended, How do you have a reference point to go back to? Or for others of you, (laughs) you may have had childlike faith and you may have had a wonderful upbringing, but trauma later on in life stole this childlike trust in God. And you remember the initial days of being born again and you were so on fire for God and you were trusting His every word. In fact, you devoted your life to following God. And then a devastating blow happened and all of a sudden, (laughs) your faith is handling, your faith is hanging by a thread and you begin to think, maybe I can't trust God's leadership. Maybe everything that I've ever known is not true. And probably if this speaks of you, you know, you've never really left God, right? You've always, you're still praying, you're still there, you're still going to church, but perhaps the trust has eroded. And while you're not aware of it, your heart has drifted away from God. And so now you're just going about the motions out of duty instead of devotion to God. Listen to this scripture from the book of Revelation to the church of Ephesians. And I want to ask you, does this sound familiar to anybody? I know all the things you do. I've seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting anybody listening today. You're suffering 
but you're still here. But you miss the days when you trusted God and you didn't question. Listen to this, verse 4. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. And so inside of that scripture, we see the church of Ephesus, very dutiful. Their devotion for God, they had fallen out of love with God. Is anybody questioning God? (laughs) Because trauma has stolen your childlike faith. Or perhaps some of you are walking in a very dark valley right now. And what you want is for God to come and just clear away all the evil and show you the light, show you the way. But it's hard to see. And you keep begging God to change your circumstances. You've prayed and you've fasted and nothing has changed. Love, you see the paradox of perfect love is that while it allows for God to give us choice, because he's ruling with mercy, because God wants everybody to come to faith in him. And so there will be a day of judgment. But right now, Jesus inaugurated his kingdom with mercy. He's ruling with mercy. And that means we have choice. We have freedom. And when that exists, when mercy rules, goodness, And evil will grow right alongside each other. You see, the paradox of perfect love is an imperfect life. And when we experience those things inside of our life, it can erode our faith in God to where our hearts just drift away. And all of a sudden, all we've got left is duty instead of devotion, if you had a dysfunctional childhood in any manner of speaking, and you think to yourself, I don't even know how to live like a child. I've been self-reliant for so long. You may not have had that as a child, but based on the authority of God's word, you can have it now. As you take the hand of your father and walk out those baby steps of faith. And for others of us, like that passage in Revelation said, it's time to return back. Turn back to God and do the things that we once did by taking those baby steps of faith. And then there's others of you that have walked through both. It was a void in your childhood that created a vacuum in your life, which got you into situations that caused more trauma. Listen to me. The answer is the same for all of us. It is baby steps, baby steps of receiving God's care is the key to rekindling that childlike faith so that you can enter into God's reign. Unless you and I put our feet to our faith, we won't 
experience God's care to receive it. One of the first ways that you and I can experience God's care is for us to leave past provision that is no longer necessary. The disciples had nets, and at one time inside of their life, right, these nets were necessary. It said that they used them, they fished for a living, and so the nets were necessary. But then Jesus calls to them and says, come and follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people, verse 18, and they left their nets at once and followed him. I want to ask you a question. Are there nets in your life that are not necessary anymore? And what I mean by that is this. You know, uh, they used the nets to survive, right? Well, when you and I are living apart from God, there are survival skills that we use, and it may not be uh, to gain um, uh, provision to eat. It could be gaining that provision of love and acceptance. Codependency is a net. People-pleasing is a net, right? All of those survival mechanisms, those skills that we used uh, to survive, And for a season, it was necessary. For some of you, self-reliance is a net that was necessary. Or perhaps pushing your feelings down and not experiencing, it was a net that was necessary. But now Jesus wants to move you into his reign. He's asking you to follow him and drop nets that are no longer necessary. And the way that you do that is to release and then receive. Whenever God is asking you to let go of something, it's because He wants to fill your hands with something else. And so it used to be that I was a people pleaser, but now I want to please God. It used to be that I was codependent And for a season, that was a net that was necessary until God showed me that I could have freedom and followed Him. So I used to be a codependent, and now I'm God-dependent. Do you see? And maybe it's not a net. Maybe it's an actual person or a relationship. Verse 19, a little farther at the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's son, James and John, in a boat repairing their nets. He called to them at once and they followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. So I want you to see inside of this passage that not only did these disciples leave their nets, they left their father. Honoring our parents is important, but honoring your parents is not doing what they tell you every single time. And I wonder if the father Zebedee thought, you guys are absolutely crazy for leaving, you know, they had hired men and so they were a successful fish fisherman or whatever. And so I, maybe he just thought, you guys are crazy, but they left their father and they followed him. Jesus says, I am first, come follow me, put me first. 
And inside this new season of living under God's reign, God will provide for you. And there may be nuts that are no longer necessary. The next one I want to talk about is reestablishing our creator as our compass. Now, our compass, meaning what we use for direction in life, that can shift away from our creator and to other sources. And they could be good sources. They could be our friends. They could be our Christian self-help books. They could be all these good sources, okay? Um, but we tend to shift sometimes away from God as our uh, compass when we walk through these circumstances and the enemy uses those circumstances to whisper lies into our ears about God's trustworthiness. I know for me, I absolutely went through this. And I, after I went through my trauma, I thought, has everything that I believed in, is it just not true, right? And so I went through this period of questioning and praise God that he brought me through from that. He gave me breakthroughs from that. But there was a very confusing time. And I was still holding on to God as my compass, right? I would still pray. I was still going to church, but I was also just grasping for a person or, you know, just any other thing that I could. And because of that, there was a lot of double-mindedness, right? There was a lot of distraction. I mean, and we don't even need to be that way. You know, we live in such a noisy world, and especially if we've drifted away from God, it might take some time as we seek Him through the Word to hear from Him again. The disciples said, everybody is looking for you. And you know, if we are not careful to have God as our compass, and if we're living in that confusing place where other things are driving us, it's a confusing time. And then we'll find ourselves pulled in so many different directions. And from that, we become weary and worn out. And we're trying to do it all. And we're trying to be it all. Jesus didn't do that. And he's not asking you to either part of receiving God's care. is letting God be your compass and just going in the direction that He wants you to go. The next thing is this. Ask your Abba Father with bold audacity for the impossible. It says, a man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you're willing, you can heal me. Make me clean, he said. Now, don't miss the magnitude of this, because back in biblical times, uh, for the Jewish people, if you had leprosy, Levitical law said that you had to be outside of the camp. You lived in isolation. When you walked up to a person, Person, you had to say unclean, unclean, so that there could be some social distancing. I mean, we all know about social distancing now that we've been through COVID and how it isolated us. Imagine for the leper, but this leper didn't let that past label that isolated him keep him from boldly coming before the throne. You know, the Bible tells us. <laughs> 
that we have a great high priest that understands. And so we can go boldly before the throne to get help. And it's an adult um, self, self-reliant attitude that says, I'll handle this. Instead of coming to God and being real with him, being authentic with him, being intimate with him and showing him your leprosy. And maybe it's anger. Maybe you're angry at God because of the trauma that you've experienced. Would you come to him and bring it to him? Or perhaps it is that there's a label that you now wear. Maybe it's the label of divorce. (laughs) And you just don't feel worthy enough to come boldly before the throne. Listen to me. Other people inside of the church may have isolated from you, but Jesus is drawn to the broken hearted. It says this, verse 41, move with compassion. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 7, verses 9 through 11, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who Ask him, you know, God, the Bible tells us that God knows what we need even before we ask, but asking is his prescription for how we get our needs met. And you may have grown up um, in, in a childhood where if you asked for a need to be met, you were shamed. That is not the Abba Father God that you serve. You may have had to ask indirectly and manipulate instead of going directly. That is not the Abba Father that you serve. You may feel less than and isolated because of a sin that you've carried. That is exactly the time where you need to throw off that label and come boldly before the throne because we serve a king with compassion. He's been there. And repentance, coming to him and asking for healing, repentance is there for healing. Jesus healed the man of leprosy. And part of us experiencing God's care is to begin that bold, awesome, audacious prayer life where you pray for the impossible, not based on who you are, but who God is. It is receiving God's care through baby steps of faith that is the key to becoming like a child and entering into God's reign. You see, when you begin to pray bolder and you see those answers to prayer, 
when you begin to really get quiet, get isolated, you know, and it's, it's not just about, right, going to a place where people don't bother you. I mean, get rid of the noise inside of your life and seek the Lord, right? Not what the world says, not what Facebook is saying. What is God saying, right? When you seek him, daddy, where do we need to go today? What do we need to do today? You know how freeing that is? And you just take the next step. That's all that God is asking you to do. Don't get overwhelmed in fixing your past or what should we do in the future? How is this all going to work out? Every day, God, you're my compass. Give me a step of faith to take. He is your source of comfort. He is your all. And part of that is leaving those nets that are no longer necessary. And perhaps leaving the temporary provision of your parents, leaving a mindset, leaving maybe creating physical boundaries in some way God will lead you. Or maybe it is that you must lay down your plight to please your parents. And you must now (laughs) rejoice and please your king. And in that, that is the most honoring thing that you can do for your parents. Receive God's care. And when you let go, of those past areas of provision and experience God's new provision for you, you will no longer be bound up or tangled up in nets that are no longer necessary. Hey, queen, that's you. Do you have your crown? No matter the darkness of your past, or the valley that you're facing today, you can receive God's care with baby steps of faith and radiate like a queen.